Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Brutes, where we tell the stories behind your favorite beer. This is Sound Guy Ryan, and joining me, as always, is Erica and Matt. And people from... Bearwolf Brewing. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've been doing this new thing where we have our guests on our intro, which we don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but people don't seem to be skipping the intros. So. It's a bad thing. Oh, why don't you guys introduce yourself? <laughs> uh, I'm Wyeth Bednar, one of the uh, brewers and co-owners here at Bearwolf. Mm. I'm Stevie, another one of those. That's cool. Wow. Well, thank you, for, thank you for doing this today. Uh, if you don't know where Bearwolf is, it's located in lovely Amesbury, Massachusetts. And I say lovely because... It is lovely. I actually think it's a lot better than it was like 15 years ago. Yeah. Lamesbury. It used yeah. to be Lamesbury and yeah, Shamesbury. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Didn't know that. <laughs> You're from Good Vermont. To know. That's yeah, exactly. yeah. I don't know anything around here. But um, it's cool. Amesbury's got two awesome breweries, good food scene, and really... I think it's a cool community. So, uh, and I think because of the two breweries, you're making the community even better. So, we're going to get into all of that stuff. But in the intro, we talk about what we've been drinking and what we've been doing. So, gentlemen, what have you been drinking? Porter. <laughs> porter. I'm drinking porter. porter. I drink porter every day. Every day. It just keeps you strong. Every day, every day. Why? Why, yes. No, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is terrible. Um,. <laughs> I drink porter because it's tasty. I don't right. know. Great answer. It's been Great a long answer. time since we've had it. Like now it. it's bad. You know, honestly, I've been drinking. I, I've I've hit rock bottom here. I've been drinking a lot. <laughs> drinking of, a lot. Like, just, <laughs> just a lot. <laughs> yeah. End of sentence. I've been drinking. Yeah. Um, what you got? Uh, for resources, I, we have some plenty of resources in the link below, so don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll check the link when this yeah, comes out. Yeah, yeah. Um, not honestly, like a lot of uh, Guinness and Modelo have really been my go-tos. I've just wanted like All right. easy drinking. Modelo Especial or Pro- Negro Modelo? Uh, Especial. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Guinness is filling that dark hole. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the light hole is Modelo. The light holes already. Cool. We just started. <laughs> started, man. And uh, here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we're still in Oktoberfest season, so there's been a lot of great Oktoberfest out here. All I drink, and we're drinking one right now. Yeah, and it's great. Your your Oktoberfest is great. Thank you. Yeah, it's very enjoyable. Hits all the uh, boxes, checks them off. Mars and retrograde. Great. I mean, Mercury is straight up through retrograde right now. That's a great name for for beer. Cool. Thank you. We happened to get Mars and retrograde last year. Uh, that's the only time we've nailed it so far. Is that true? It's true, yeah. Last year when we put it out, Mars was in retrograde. And every other oh. year we've just been caught with our pants down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking like idiots, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so we start all our podcasts by asking our guests, like, what's their first memory of beer and the roles of the brewery? You kind of already told the roles of the brewery, but what's your first memory of beer? Um, when I was like... 11, my parents uh, offered me a Budweiser to prove to me that I would hate it, and I did. Uh, They were right. But then, you know, years later, I really came around, um, and now here I am, drinking way more of it than I did at 11. (laughs) Budweiser, that is, right? (laughs) Um, My dad used to get Sam Adams Boston Lager when I was growing up here nice. in Makatusi. And so steal a little sippy sippy here and there. Yeah. Or a whole beer. Whenever you could. Mm-hmm. As like a single digits age old child. Perfect. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's cool. not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so talk about Bearwolf. Uh, how old are you guys right now? 
I'm oh, 37. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we just celebrated our fourth anniversary back in July. Yep. Um, and I don't know. We've been doing this. Uh, our careers combined, we've been doing this for about 158 years. Good. Yeah. Good. We're yeah. veterans in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of right. So that kind of accounts for all of the different style of beers that you mm-hmm. brew here and. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are not really known for, like, a core brand of beers. And we'd like to keep it that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can come in here and every month and get a different offering, which is pretty cool. And all of them are awesome. So yeah. talk you. about that. I mean, thank you. Yeah, we tried to never make the same beer twice, which we got away with for a really long time. Yep. And then... Because this was around last year, like you mentioned. The There's a few friend. favorites. Upside Brown Ale, Creative Differences, Mars and Retrograde, beers that come back because... I think basically just because we like drinking them, so we keep making them, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And sometimes I think partially um, for a few of those, like maybe the one that comes to mind for me is smoke wheat every day. Like we love Grodziski, and there's really only one way we've figured out to make it the way we like it. So we're not going to, if we want to keep making Grodziski, we're not going to arbitrarily tweak things yeah, for it. You know? So like, yeah. right. I've never even heard of this style. Can you explain to me what this your style is? A Grodziski. Yeah. Um, Use a Polish accent. Yeah. <laughs> I say, I'm pretty sure it's Polish, but... People Polish would, <laughs> I'm guessing people would say Grisette, and it's wrong. Am I right? It is very different from a Grisette. Oh, yes. no. Grodziecki. Tell us more. Oh, there you go. Uh, it's a Polish style, uh, old school. Um, basically, today, it a lot of what used to be known about it has been lost, but what we have come to learn about it is that it was... Uh, a light beer, then it used oak-smoked wheat, so it is like sort of a easy crusher, but it still has this smoky backbone to it. It's really complex and interesting. Um, our other brewer, who is not here today, Maddie, is the one. Don't who, say his name. <laughs> he uh, he sort of did all the research and found out, you know, the the best way to keep it historically accurate. And when we tried it the first time, it was pretty early on actually that we made that beer and. We were in love with that. I mean, we were fucking pumped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's, that's, I mean, we mostly it's been like IPA, IPA, Pilsner. And then the other beer that we brew is this weird, obscure, ancient Polish style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why not? It makes sense. I exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact um, yeah. most malt used to be smoked. It was the only way they could really dry it. So that's, uh, that's sort of where that came from in the historical context. Picture like thousands of Sherlock Holmeses puffing away as furiously as they could. <laughs> That's exactly what but happened. But Polish. Yes. <laughs> the pierogies in hand. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, being local to the area, Ryan and myself, a lot of people say they come to Beowulf to have fun. The beer's good. The atmosphere's oh, good. God. But I mean, <laughs> you come here and it's like it's very inviting. Like, talk about the taproom space. It, it's 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 a cool space. Talk about it. Thanks. I always call it uh, splinters and dust. We've got all this brick and wood. I mean, we're in a 100-year-old mill building. Uh, We have some photos of people who were doubtlessly about to meet their gruesome end constructing carriages in what's now our production space. But we try to keep everything um, as serious and unfun and very professional (laughs) as possible in, in the production space. And then the tap room is where we get to, like, chill out, put our feet up, and drink a beer. I'm very happy that we're about to expand our tap room. What? We're going to almost double the size of the tap room. Yep. Nice. 
um, in a couple of months and add some more warehouse space and stuff like that. But I don't know. How has this space been described? Uh, in glowing terms only. <laughs> yes, not only the nice stuff. Um, I've heard it described as like your friend's basement. You know? I was going to say like a yeah. living room. Not a living room, but like a, I don't know, like kind of a living room. Yeah, like the like, second like living room yeah. where you would have yeah. sleepovers or something. <laughs> yeah. We've got a do, few do sleepovers, sleepovers here. here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Unofficial, but All yeah. right. Cool, cool. <laughs> Invite only, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, like a Playboy ma- mansion, kind of like in It's mm-hmm. That's yeah. very similar. Oh, wow. <laughs> Minus all of the Beer. sexy folk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, the beers that you're brewing, I mean, people must say, like, oh, I want that IPA that you brewed, like, three years ago, like, all the time. Is that They like, do. Is that frustrating? <laughs> no, not for me. For Good. them. You Good. Probably, <laughs> 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 it, it's kind of a... Um, it's kind of a fuck you to customers to be like, ha ha, that's never coming back again. But it's also the thing that actually makes the next one exciting. Yeah. For me, I don't know. I can only no, speak yeah, for myself. But that's, that's spot on, yeah. A lot of people tried to talk us out of it in the beginning. <laughs> and <laughs> we did not take their advice. Yeah, people did we not. generally do not take advice. Yeah. People did not get it at first. They thought that it was like a bad idea, that we were like, it was going to turn people off. And I think people have kind of started to figure it out more and more that like, even if that IPA you remember from two years ago isn't here, it's probably something you like. Craft beer geeks got it before everybody else. I was going to say, mean, it's we're a, making craft yeah. beer, so it makes yeah. sense that yeah. they would, but they were like, we don't want that again. We want the new <laughs> thing that you haven't made yet. Right. But it's not like you guys were making, you know, grisettes over and over again, or like you were making double IPAs, right? Like New England style IPAs. So people were familiar with that. If you were, Kind of going off in left field, and you had like only brown ales, right? Do you think that success would have been there? Did brown ales do something to you in your past? <laughs> no, I love no, brown ales I, or English bitters. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, but no, we're, I mean, so it's let's be honest, it's hard to be so excited about an IPA all the time. Oh, we so agree, if it's yeah. not changing, like, what the hell are you doing? You know, it, especially if you're making everything the same from front to back. Uh, a flagship beer is as boring as it could possibly be for the brewers to make, and that has to translate on some level to the consumer. You so yeah. we try to <laughs> we try to never make it exactly the same way. I mean, even the beer that we make right now, Creative Differences, um, has a rotating dry hop all the time. Cool. Because we got ants in our pants. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> so itchy. Yeah, it's infested here. Ants everywhere. <laughs> but, like, speaking of that, like, as a brewer, that's awesome, right? But do you ever find yourself, like, what's next? Like, how can I get crazier? How can I get, like, how can I change something that's already been, like, how many different ways can you brew an IPA? Do you know what I'm saying? It it can be, like, a little creatively exhausting sometimes. Sure. And that I guess that's kind of what I was getting at when I was, like, that's why we remake Grudziski, and we don't recall it. We, we don't call it something else each time. You know, like if you figure out the right way to make it, we just keep going back to that. But um, I mean, there's always cool new hops coming out. We're always um, figuring out new process that we can use here. So Creative Differences was kind of like a culmination of the first three years of figuring out how to make like the perfect hoppy beer, you know? So. A lot of there's always something new to incorporate and always something fun to learn. That's true. I mean, I thought that I had some chops when we opened, 
and what I knew then versus what we know now from what we've done and how much experimentation we've done is just, oh, it's a world apart. It, I couldn't possibly have learned more information about the thing I thought I knew in that amount of time in a little over four years. So speaking about that, where were you guys before this? What was your original plan, so to speak? Or maybe you're still there. Maybe you're still working other jobs. <laughs> <laughs> this place makes no money. <laughs> no, uh, Stevie and I actually met um, at a brewery in Boston called Boston Beer Works. Oh, okay. R.I.P. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> sort of R.I.P., right? And sort of not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, don't edit that out. <laughs> but Stevie was uh, the head brewer there briefly, and I was the... Apprentice brewer there briefly, but at the same brief interval of time, we met each other and and worked this well together. That's when magic <laughs> happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the rest is history. What what song was playing in the background? <laughs> <laughs> Just the Fifth Dimension on loop. <laughs> no, actually, I think it was Bad Country on loop. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of that pop country. Mm-hmm. Is the, the vibe there. Love oh, it. my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we met. It, our meet cute was at Fenway, cute. and we fell for each other. I think in the shadow of the green monster. <laughs> <laughs> I, the musk I, of David Ortiz overtook you. I oh think my god! Wyatt, Wyatt and I took off from Beer Works within like a couple of months of each other to go to the next thing. And I'm pretty sure back then I told him I was going to open a brewery and that we had to work together again. Did you get sick and tired of brewing like a uh, watermelon wheat? Is that why you were like, fuck this? Basic, I mean, wow. in as many words. Look, communicating, but I can't speak. Listen, look. this is a podcast. <laughs> There's no looks, but I mean, is that why? Insert dramatic. I, I mean, it look. makes sense, right? You're, Boston Beer Works, there's, it's very cookie cutter. It's, it's a destination, right? It, it, to me, they made a couple of good beers, but I mean, it was very much like rinse, wash, repeat. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So is that why Bearwolf is not rinse, wash, repeat? No, I, um, my very first. Uh, professional brewing gig, I took over a tiny little brew pub that no longer exists in upstate New York, and they had like five house beers, and we turned it into uh, 15 house beers, which meant I could make any 10 that I wanted as long as I could actually make them. And I just fell in love with that mentality. I went from home brewer to doing that, and, you know, the the missing step for a lot of folks getting into into industry right now is actually going to work at a commercial brewery and like washing kegs and getting splashed with chemicals and learning that you have to stand on concrete for 14 hour shifts and everything like that. There's a lot of that sort of missing information for the idealist in all of us. But if you can handle that and you don't have a boss telling you that you can't make a different beer every time, then hell yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. That's great. <laughs> no. I, our I bosses are our yeah. customers. I mean, right. we're not our own bosses. If our beer sucked, we would be closed. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, before we get into the uh, podcast, has it not started yet? <laughs> it's not started. It's not started. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of things, here's a word from our sponsors. Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers. Cheers.
At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BREWROOTS for 10% off your online order today. Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. We're back, and we had to cut off our guests because we were getting into, like, some good stuff. Some seriously good stuff. And I guess the question I want to know is, like, when were you, like, fuck beer works, I want to open my own place, right? Like, I don't, I don't feel bad saying, like, fuck beer works. I, I think industry-wise, we've interviewed enough, a number of people so who are, like... So many people went through there. They've went through there, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and, and you mentioned that as well, like... I think there's a. I'm not going to steal your thunder, but why don't you just say what I'm going to say? <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I've met. Uh, it it really is like an interesting sort of crucible, I think, for a lot of <laughs> young brewers uh, getting into it because it it was this place where like you could get a job as an entry level brewer, which is oftentimes. Um, not available, you know. Yeah, in 2012, that was like unheard of, right? Exactly. It was like yeah. either there or Sam Adams, right? Right, totally. And even today, I mean, there are so many, so many of the places that are opening up aren't looking for like experienced uh, people, or or maybe even inexperienced people. Like they're or they are owned by like younger people or or inexperienced people who haven't worked in industry necessarily, but. It was a place where you could go and like you know work on a real system and 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 everything, but it. I personally felt that like it didn't treat its employees very well, and it's definitely something that we like have run into in the world many times. You know, like it um, has evoked quite a bit of camaraderie. <laughs> yes, connection. totally. That was a word I wanted to. Say. Yes. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 Um, like Stevie has said, it was like something that was sort of a. Uh, a rallying point for when he would bring these bottles in to show uh, in pre-production, you know, go around to bottle shops or whatever and say, these are my, my, uh, my pre-production beers, you know, try them out. They're really good. And, um, you know, if, if that didn't get the reaction he was hoping for, then like, Oh, I worked at Beerworks, and everyone knows Beerworks, and like, sort of has uh, this camaraderie of like, fuck that place. So <laughs> it it does hold some water in an interesting way. It's funny because it is kind of a proving ground. It sort of is like uh, the boot camp for brewing on a commercial scale. On some level, you either love doing that menial drudge work to sort of achieve this dream which at that place was like maybe you get one of your beers onto a menu per season and that's such a small aperture for those of us who wanted to do something a lot more interesting and compelling and so you know you look at like jack handler like that dude he used it for what it was and then he moved on and did this other thing 
and Jack's Abbey yeah. and and Springdale are huge. And They're okay. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> they we seem love, to be doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's true. Like, but I mean, he's got to be loving his life for where he's at now, and that played some role in it. It's like a bad relationship in your past <laughs> that taught you a lot of life lessons. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so true. I don't I don't want to harp on 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 beerworks. It's, this is about you guys, but why? Why does a place like Beerworks fail? I think that um, they were they were really tied down to certain things, um, specifically like beers that they sort of made their their quote unquote brand. Yeah. Corporate um, America and Very corporate. <laughs> um, um, uh, they were too <laughs> capitalist. Um, oh my god. <laughs> No, no but they in were all seriousness. I mean, they were totally tied down to something that was from yesterday that worked yeah. yesterday, and it's not about changing and evolving and that kind of a thing. But if you're not, you have to learn from the people who are practicing the trade craft. If the brewers are fucking bored, the people who are drinking it are going to be fucking yeah. bored. Um, it, you know, th- this work is too hard to be rewarding if you don't get creative input. And so to all brewers everywhere who are, like, clocking in for their third shift to, to like, crank out, you know, the whatever and beer. fill the tank, the same <laughs> thing that they did yesterday, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning and everything, get the hell out of there right now. <laughs> you heard it here. Feel called out right now. <laughs> no, when we opened, I did, I did promise these dudes that we were never going to double batch in a day and that, you know, like there was going to be... Have you ever double batched? And you do it all the time now. Uh, no, <laughs> we yeah. have not. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I keep a couple of promises. <laughs> so is Beerwolf the anti-Beerworks? <laughs> no, why do you keep dragging Beerworks? <laughs> Don't speak L of the win. Dead, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we... Uh, I mean, it's funny because... There was a lot of doubt and a lot of sort of uh, superstition, for lack of a more defining term, from a lot of folks who came across us and were like, you got to have a flagship, you got to commit, you got to have this thing. What you do is you get your regular core beers and then you get your seasonals and then you're allowed, you've earned yourself one-offs. And I was like, that sucks. Like everything that we make should be whatever we feel like making whenever we feel like making it, which is insane and not appropriate and you can't just walk in one day and be like what do i feel like today and hope that you have everything on hand to execute but um it was like the driving motivation for us to be able to change things up so consistently and continuously and um it's helped us get better and better you know i made 350 batches of beer that I invented in two years in Ithaca and that pales in comparison to the learning and the development that we have done here together. And I work with two dudes who are constantly striving to better themselves, which helps me better myself, which helps the product get better. And, you know, I mean, every single day we're putting out better beer than we did yesterday. I don't want that to come off because I'm very uh, superficial this way. We weren't putting out garbage when we opened but we've learned so much and it's so incredible to be able to apply that and then put it out into the world. For sure. Do you think you're following inspirational? No, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm inspired. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> Open a brewery today. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think you guys have regulars, right? Your regulars mm-hmm. have been there through the journey with you. I mean, mm-hmm. what is something that one of your regulars would probably say that they wouldn't have said day one when you opened? Hmm. Well, we have one regular that's extremely harsh all the time and loves to tell us, you know, 
uh, like be very specific about something that's wrong with the beer. And I think we've definitely been seeing less of that yes. at the very least. So getting less critical feedback. <laughs> um, that's a plus. <laughs> um, we also really like, we didn't make hazy beers off the bat, um, which was sort of a problem for a lot of people that we were very resistant How to fixing. How dare you? I know. <laughs> exactly. I applaud right. you it's for not doing that. Yeah. I think the first picture that we put uh, on the internet of one of our beers was Kitty Kitty Pizza Party, our OG number one brew. And it was just really young and was hazy because of that, yep. because we don't filter or find <laughs> and anything. It's just super green. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it just like looked pretty hazy in the yeah. picture and then wasn't that way yeah. when people showed up. Uh, the hop heads are so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've had people in, in like year one, people would come in and they'd see someone with a Hefeweiz and they'd be like, ooh, let me get what that guy's getting. And they're like, that's not oh, a nice hazy. <laughs> Why does this taste like bananas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's also not the regulars that gave us the harshest, like, you develop a relationship with these people and they want to support you because that becomes part of the relationship with them. You know, that's like the underlying superstructure. And so there's things that they might not enjoy as much, but it's not about them, you know, being like, this beer sucks for A, B, and C. It's usually when folks come in and they, you know, love a beer off the bat and they've never heard of you before or something. Yeah. So like untapped, right? Like so when, some, when you have... <laughs> I'm looking at all the cans up there, right? You, I don't know how many beers you've brewed, but... Bajillion. Don't this, answer this question. Really. <laughs> 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 it is. But, I mean, what do you think about Untapped? I mean, if you're getting... You've opened a real can of worms. I, I, we, I mean, Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rotten, dirty... Yeah. He's Riding. reaching for his knife right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm adjusting it so it's handy. Yeah. <laughs> Untapped sucks, and I'll tell you why. Please. They skew reviews... And it lowers people's feedback to the lowest common denominator. It has become sort of like this um, on your smartphone porta potty of how you feel at the moment. I'll give you an example. Um, there's an Instagram account called oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> called Untapped WTF. Love That's a, I love it. And yep. well, exactly. You love it, but it's because of all of the things oh, that totally. are wrong yes. with, exactly. yes. with yeah. Untapped. Yeah. And like, you know, if your brewery um, comes out of some, you know, marketing professional's background and you can launch with like a 4.5, all of your reviews are then skewed to 4.5 as a starting place. You don't start at an A plus or an F and then have to earn your rating, you start at whatever your median rating is. And it's just disingenuous and two-dimensional. It is the kettle sour. There, stick with me <laughs> I'm here. I'm so excited I'm for the You know where I'm going? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's the kettle sour to the mixed culture wild ale that it could yeah. be. Ah, mm, that's a beautiful like beer it. metaphor. We need that, Ryan. Yeah. That's a soundbite right there. <laughs> Please Save don't that use that. <laughs> So then, how, if Beowulf was operating untapped, how would you make untapped better? Hard to say. We really don't look at it. <laughs> I think, yeah, so I'll take this one. Stevie's too angry at untapped. To say. <laughs> He's uh, more of a beer advocate guy. <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah. Maybe. I don't even yeah, know yeah. what to say about that. Yeah. Um, I, I guess what sort of bothers me about untapped and what maybe would be if we were in a hypothetical world where we could fix it. You can. Um, no, I know. <laughs> um, I think that 
you should have to drink the full beer, you know? Like, <laughs> that's... Have a taster, just sit. Right, I know like, what it nobody like. gives a fuck if you <laughs> liked a two-ounce taster and you had 400 of them. Like, it's not giving you an accurate representation of and whether or not the beer is And people should be spanked for their misbehavior. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, <wow>. Untapped police, <laughs> and uh, you have to drink the whole beer. Yeah. Damn it. One of my favorite reviews we've ever gotten on any platform was on Untapped. I think it was a two-star review Solid. for Upside Brown Ale, and it was like, I hate brown ales, two stars. Yeah, we see I that love like, those all reviews. the time. It's so stupid. Why did you drink it? Yeah. <laughs> or why'd you like, pick Rate your phone it. up right. while yeah. you were drinking yeah. it when you knew it, you would hate it? Right. Yeah. I don't really love wine, but I'm not like reviewing wine. Oh, you should. I think you'd be really good at it. <laughs> Too whiny. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you, you know what? You should start a podcast called Too Whiny. <laughs> well, so before we continue, we're going to start a podcast called Too Whiny. And our sponsor, are- the whole but I want, I want Stevie to bring us into these sponsors right here. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back after these brief and wonderful messages from our lovely sponsors who are as follows are you a solo artist band podcaster or anyone else who needs recording services well we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality welcome to small pond studios built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Brute sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. And we're back. You bottles. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're back and we're better than ever. Dun, dun, dun. So we were talking about beer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. Give me the dirt. Chair. Yeah. What are we talking about, Erica? Uh, Beowulf. Hard hitting questions. Yes. Hard hitting questions. We were just talking yes. about Untapped and how much it sucks, yeah. right? Yeah, basically. But I think we've moved on from that. Definitely have moved on yeah. from that. Uh, give us what, like, Patrons can like experience at Bearwolf. I mean, we've come here. We've got Sacred Cod coming here. You guys got a bunch of good food trucks that come out. Hell yes, yeah. we love Paul at Sacred. We do Cod. too. Yeah. yeah, that dude is what's up. Yeah, actually, I told a guy from Jamaica the other day who was doing some work in this <laughs> building. I was like, "This guy makes the best fried fish you've ever had in your life," and he got so heated. Oh. And then later, he gave me his card and was like, "I'm a chef." Oh. <laughs> and I make friends. Okay. Like, Oops. Oops. <laughs> wow. But Paul is pretty on point. Yes. Yeah, no. No. Paul. Paul's been in the industry for many years. He's a fishmonger. Yes. Oh, yes. you know. Brian we know. Fish we market. know Paul. Yes. <laughs> I know Paul. Yeah. No. He. He. He's all been doing that all secrets. his life. <laughs> yeah. So he. He knows what's up. Agreed. Um. You guys have food truck here. Do you guys serve food here or? Do you have a panini press? Yeah. 
You had the little pretzel oh. bites, right? <laughs> the one dollar pretzel bites. No, the Charlie bites they have been discontinued. <laughs> was that just for COVID? Just to, that like, was a COVID a, thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it was awesome. <laughs> no, we do. Um, we never intended to be a kitchen when we opened up. Good. That's so a smart thing. We yeah. try to partner with people who are competent and capable and have a yeah. like-minded vision about food that we do about beer. Yeah. Hence, Paul. I mean. We, for all of our events and for like our regularly, uh, regularly, library, regularly, regularly <laughs> scheduled, <Words>. um, <laughs> um, food friends, like, you know, we try to find people who really give a shit about what they're doing and deliver well. Yeah. I often notice when I'm here, there have been, there are people who bring their kids and I love that. I think that's cool. You that have people... to notice though? No. Wait, this oh, is sorry. a great question. I'm sorry. Um, okay. But I also notice that people stay here, right? It's not just like a. I'm going to grab one beer and go. Like, why are you guys uh, sitting in in enjoy beer place where a lot of breweries are going to grab one and go? Yeah, I mean, we really try and um, have, like, a friendly and inviting vibe in our tap room here. Uh, Like we were sort of talking about earlier, you know, it's got, like, that friend's basement. You're having a sleepover, that kind of thing. Um, And that is definitely... (laughs) (laughs) something I have noticed is missing from a lot of other tap rooms. So I think that is kind of maybe um, why people feel more inclined to like hang out for a little bit while they're at, while they're at our tap room. Um, So often you'll go somewhere and it's like an empty old warehouse with nothing in it. (laughs) And, you know, the beer can be as good as it's going to get, but like, why would you hang out there forever? You know? So, We, uh, we, in addition to having just like sort of a cool, comfy vibe here, we um, do food trucks. We do live music uh, one day a week. We'll do uh, trivia. We, we try and like engage with the local community and do uh, art shows and fundraisers and all sorts of stuff. So there's you have a local of... art on the wall too, right? Exactly. Yeah. This is, we also uh... don't kick people out most of the time. What? <laughs> That's cool. Even when they should be. No. <laughs> <laughs> We have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but you guys are definitely, I don't want to say more inviting than you were before, but like you have the mural outside, now you have the great patio inside. Like you might think it's like, it's in a mill building, right? It's like, it's going to be cold and I don't know, mill-like. But no, you guys have done a great job. It's very cozy. Yeah. Mill-ish. mill-ish. Yeah, mill-ish. Thank yeah. you. You got the brick. Yeah. So it's, you know, right. you know it's in a mill, but right. you know, it's also a living room mill. I also think that if like the personality (laughs) of people that you're around is working, that everybody knows what to do. You don't always have to have like a board game or a a hand of cards in front of you or some sort of a diversion. If the beer is working and the people that you came (laughs) with are working, then, you know, you're going to have a great time. Um, You don't really have to tell people what to do if they're with the folks they want to hang out with, which Mm -hmm. is what we rely on. I mean we could make beer that was the best thing you ever tasted. But if you show up with like your, you know, the wife that you just divorced and your tensions are high, you know, it's going (laughs) to suck every single time. And so, you know, that's why you don't bring, don't bring her, you know, gosh, those folks, murderers and um, all the other 'er ne'er-do-wells in society. You don't fraternize with them at a fun tap room. Yeah. It's a fun word. Speaking of fun, do you guys do collapse? <laughs> I don't find that. I don't find that. I don't find that collabs are fun. For the record, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Actually, gonna mention collabs earlier. I mean, we don't because we collab with each other. Yeah. Uh, don't. 
not my wife not is my to. best friend. It's not meant to be heartfelt. <laughs> because I have no other. Yeah. No, it is, it's so much they work to pull only. off the beer that yeah. we're making on a regular basis between three of us who all have creative input and yeah. get to sort of steer the ship at the same time that it's hard to find time to collab, but we do occasionally, on rare occasion, we have one coming up that I'm very Ooh. happy about. Talk about it, can you? No, it's a, it's, it's a secret. Is it a secret? <laughs> it's it's beer not works. a secret. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're, We're bringing them back. <laughs> we have actually done this collab once before, so I guess that's oh. not very secret. So but, look um, in their past. We're, we're trying something new, TBD. We haven't decided yet, but um, Broadsheet Coffee Roasters down in Cambridge, Mass. Uh, they are just the tightest coffee roaster you're ever going to find. They're you so have so never good. had better coffee in your Ooh. life. Noted. Mm. And uh, whatever coffee you had this morning, go vomit it up right now. It's not too late. <laughs> they uh, they make really excellent coffee. I mean, even as oh, cool. That's, just, that's, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Vomit worthy. Yeah, that's right. Um, and a couple of years ago, we made a uh, Hella's Lager with nice. this Ethiopian coffee that they did. That was we, basically when we went in, we were like, we want to do a coffee collab. No porter, no stout. Like, we want to do something cool. That's actually good really on cool. you. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, and so the Hella's Lager was sort of like this cool, like, um, blank slate almost for the coffee to, to stand up on. And it was so awesome. And they're like so nice and their whole staff is so great. So. Oh my God, they're okay. They're not great. I'm talking <laughs> to you, Marty. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Aaron. <laughs> um, but we were, we were really stoked to get to work with them again. So we have been doing some meetings with them to try and figure out a new coffee to use. And then we're going to build a beer around it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We don't know exactly what's going to come of it yet, but... Yeah. The guiding principle, I think, on round one was don't make a coffee beer where it feels like a coffee and a beer existing side by side. Let them meld um, and come together in a way that actually sort of complements each uh, approach and everything like that. And we're doing that again, except we're giving ourselves a little more flexibility to build a beer around the coffee that we collaboratively selected. So we were very stoked, Wyeth and I, to go down there to their, um, to their current HQ. They've got some new space on the way. Yeah. Um, but we went down there and just like hung out with the crew and cupped a bunch of coffee and talked about it and geeked out on it and sort of settled on like the destination where we want it to be. And then the beer will evolve, you know, the recipe and the execution around that coffee specifically, which is so much more interesting than going to a brewery and being like, Come what hops do you have on contract? Yeah. Cause it's going to be a hazy double IPA. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> it does seem like I'm, that's cool that you guys are doing here. I, I expect <laughs> you to be like, yeah, we're brewing with someone down the street or like in the world. Right. Like we've seen through COVID, like people doing virtual like collaboration. And I always thought like, I don't know. It's cool. Like, it's cool. I'm not talking shit about it, but like collabs seem very one-sided. Like if you're going to do a brewery collaboration, it's like, it's at your dojo. Right. And like, this is what we're going to be brewing here. And it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't yes, feel like there's sensei. much, I don't think there's much like collaboration in that. I could be wrong. Yeah, might be so, talking out of my ass, but no, I mean, I think that is, you really run the risk of right. having one side sort of dominate. Um, what is going to happen in the final product. And I think that's just the nature of a brewery, right? It's like you can't just like brew the same. I guess you could, but it'd be different. 
I mean, yeah. one of the one of the OG collabs I remember was like Dogfish Head and Stone and somebody else, and they like came up with a recipe together, and then they each made it. They like actually executed it independently. Yeah. Um, and the beers were a little bit different from one another, and you could try to get your hands on all three iterations, and that's compelling. I mean, that's interesting. Um, but ultimately, like brewers think in a very similar way. We are unfortunately institutionalized. Um, to end with like a, a product that we understand. And so getting out of that comfort zone by collabing with people who work in beverages in a completely different dimension than we do. Yeah. And then this collaboration, you know, we were very safe about the way that we did it during this gruesome pandemic, but um, it's so sensory, you know, everybody had to smell everything and yeah. taste everything. And we all had to sort of put our input together. And then there was a very harrowing vote one person died. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank God. They did. That's a lie. I just lied. Speaking of. Like, Come different. to Barrow. They're liars. Yeah. <laughs> They're lying. Or, or we might be. Or You'll are never they? Know. Speaking of different beverages, seltzers. Do you guys brew seltzer? No. Never. What? Why never? Next question. I'm curious. I'm curious. Why never? They're very. I mean, it, it almost seems like. Um, Stripping all of the fun out of brewing beer to me, you know, fun like, <laughs> and I mean, not that brewing beer is so fun. It's a long day. I'd love to just boil sugar in a kettle and then ferment it, but yeah. it, uh, would you? Well, <laughs> be out of here in like three Get hours. Out of here right now. <laughs> now, I, I don't find them compelling. I have personally never, um, had a hard seltzer that I've like been stoked about. While I'm drinking it, um, so they, don't excite, an they don't excite you. They don't excite yeah. me. No, not not from a process point of view, and not from a flavor point of view. And you know, you could have one and the other, and then I, I might like consider adding it to the schedule here. But like, I, I am completely underwhelmed with seltzers. Yeah. Well, Stevie, flat no, flat no, no seltzer. Yeah. Cool. That's why he said no. Next question. I was going to say, question. I think yeah, we already yeah. went over that. I, I don't like hard seltzer, so I don't want to make it. Yeah. We Easy really peasy. only make what we want to drink ourselves, ultimately. I think that that's, if there's a guiding principle to why we're open and why we do this, <laughs> it's because we make what we want. Yeah. I can't argue that. Same. So, and after this next message from <laughs> no. Bud Light Seltzer or whoever. <laughs> oh, no, no. Ah. <laughs> I don't think I have to give our listeners a reason to come down to Bear Wolf, right? There's an offering for everyone, right? How many um, beers do you usually have on tap? We have 11 draft lines and what? usually some can and bottle pours on top. Nice. So with that being said, there's likely going to be a beer for you. I know that you have some sours at sometimes. You have IPAs. You have brown ales. So, I mean, if you like beer and you're a craft beer person, come to Bear Wolf. And even if you're not, try something. Please and thank you. Yeah. Um, but we want our listeners to go. So where are you physically located? We are in uh, Amesbury, Massachusetts, in the Lower Mills, 12 Oakland Street, if you don't want to use Google Maps. But use Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, use Google Maps, yeah. but when you get close, look for the weird... Uh, Barrel sign near Cumberland Farms? Glue <laughs> wall mural on our loading dock yes. side. 
Yes. Or look for the barrel sign near Cumberland Farms. Mm -hmm. That's yes. less reliable. It blows over a lot. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> the wall's usually there, though. Yeah. The wall's usually oh, there. Man. Just fly by in your private chopper first. Yes. Take, get a good lay of the land. <laughs> and then when you figured out where we are, park it back on top of your high rise, uh, you know, and then have your limo bring Parachute you here. Down. Yeah, that's how or most people go, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Erica, Ryan, do you have any questions? Ryan? Wow. No, I think honestly, this was great. This was a lot of fun. Fabulous. But thank you for doing this. Great. So good. Uh, Y'all. Oktoberfest rules, by the way. So thank you. Ah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Fun. We had a blast. Brew and are doing the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell. Uh, <laughs> well, to find out, listen to our outro coming up right now. <laughs> so we found out that Bearwolf hated our interview and they just <laughs> not to release it. So we have an episode next week with. Who do we have an episode next week with? I don't know. Someone who makes a shitload of seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> but like Earworks. seltzer. seltzer. <laughs> we actually haven't decided who our next week's interview is going to oh. be. You know what, Ryan? I think we, we did because Ooh, it's guys Epic wanna... Brewing Company. It's going to be so epic. You guys should come back here and then we'll just do a completely different interview where we answer all of the questions the opposite that we did the first time. So next week's episode is going to be with, with <laughs> Bear Wolf and they're going to answer all the wrong questions. Yeah. <laughs> We'll find out. So tune in next week. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>